Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Shilor Select. The whole system will be ready in a few minutes. Take your seat and enjoy. You're looking forward to some of that, like, you know, high end, pappy, you know, finish like vanilla, shit like that. But. It's all right. Wait, so what are you guys old, having? So how old is it? Oh, wait, sorry, sorry. I'll answer your question in a minute, but I, I miss how old it was. Um, that's because I didn't tell you. Okay. And I'm looking at the bottle because I don't know. Uh, I mean, obviously, it didn't come out in 1815. It doesn't say. Interesting. I'll have to Google it and find out. 1815. So what is that, about 200 years old? Yeah, give or take. You know. 206? Yeah. Not a bad. That's pretty good age for uh, scotch, right? Yeah, I don't make that kind of money, though. So I just hit the record uh, button on uh, The Voice, actually, so we, we might have missed a few seconds of that first part. But anyway. Um, all right. I am. We just, we're doing it now, so we might have missed that first part. But anyway, <laughs> I have Termana Tequila. My boy, there it is. My boy, The Rock. This is his tequila. I'm going to take a little shot right now. Get there you go. Part. Nice. Get, get this party going. I had a nice little Saturday so far. So Good. Yeah, you went out and checked out a brewery in the Noak. Yeah, went up there. Uh, went. I didn't go to the new one. Twisted. Uh, there's some one called Twisted Cracks. No, Twisted Racks. Tracks. Tracks. <laughs> and uh, Chain Gang. Chain Gang Alley. Yeah, and uh, apparently they're pretty strict on the COVID. Like you, once you sit down, you're not supposed to get up or do anything. So anyway, that's word from one of my friends. So. But we didn't go there. But we went to another, the usual ones we went to. So, but here's my little okay. shot for the night. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Also, uh, Devin Dalton's in the house. Devin, you got anything, anything you want to say? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm drinking a little Red's Apple Ale. Okay. Just Delicious. It's got a lot of sugar in it. I don't have a big, long definition like Mr. John Dub there. Nah, who cares about that? It's It's got alcohol in it, so... That's good. I can, I can run my mouth for years. You know this. Is that, uh, so. Devin, is that your usually go to is the red apples? I thought you were a hard root beer kind of guy. Uh, I like uh, anything fruity like that, not high sugar. Fair enough. If, if, we're, if we're talking beer, I just Budweiser, something simple. Bud or Bud Light. I don't that. Dude, dude wants a king of beers. He wants a Budweiser, yeah, right? Yeah, I am the king. Yeah, that's right. So, 
But yeah, Red's out there, I guess that would be my go-to. If we're, if we're doing Mezzadan Food Market up here, shout out Mezzadan Food oh, Market. Oh, Mezzadan, baby. We, we give it the food market yeah. a shout out on I this like podcast. A, I like a little Red's, Red's Apple Ale, Twisted Tea, something. You know, if, if I'm looking for sugar, that's what I go to. If I'm looking for beer, I like a Chilada, Clamato, Budweiser, Clamato. The is, spice that the red eyes? Eyes? is that the red eye? Yeah, it's, like, it's, like a, it's like a red eye, but yeah, that's kind of my go-to. Those are pretty good, though, man. Yeah, yeah, just basic Budweiser or something like that. That's a, yeah. that's old school drinking, just beer and tomato juice, man. Uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an old school guy, you know? Hey, yeah. you're all old school stuff, man. Hey, what's going on here? I, I, and the dogs are back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and the dogs are right, I, the I, if, I, if I'm going to be on this podcast, I'm not going to tolerate those dogs. Get them out of here. It's you got to... <laughs> They I mean, only come in once we start whenever podcasting. They have to start yeah, fighting every time. I think that's the uh, fourth time I've been on here now, and there's always one coming in, either one to sniff or bite something. Yeah, I hit record, and all of a sudden, here we go. It's like they immediately got to fight. So. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm, I'm yeah. glad both of y'all are here tonight. So, uh, thought we might could, uh, just chat and bullshit and have a good time. Really appreciate y'all being yeah. here. So, yeah, no problem. Uh, be here. Hey. Can you help me down? I get, I get. I'm a lot trying. Of, I'm trying. No, I get a lot of uh, people who say, "I love the dogs just being on there." That makes your podcast <laughs> a little something special. I mean, dude, I like the fact that they're coming in there and just kind of running around, free roaming, adding a little bit of spice. At some point in time, I haven't seen if you've put the dogs on camera yet, and like just pick one up and be like, "Behold." Because they're not yeah. big. No, they're not. They're, let's, let's see what they look like. They weigh 10 yeah. pounds. <laughs> Probably together. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I already, already, I've had a lot of people in my life tell me, you know, when they're asking me about what kind of dogs I have and stuff, they say, and I tell them I have wiener dogs, and they, are you serious? Like, I wouldn't expect okay. that. I wouldn't expect that from you. No, it's like, do I give off a different vibe? I guess I would. Yeah, I would definitely say you're more of the contemporary. I'm going to have like a pit bull mixed breed, that's, maybe something yep. that's uh Rhodesian Ridgeback, something that kind of says I'm active. I'm out, you know, me and my dog are doing <laughs> stuff. And yeah, that's, see, that's what they tell me is uh, more of a pit bull golden retriever kind of guy. But yeah, I always saw you as a wiener dog kind of guy. Oh, see, see Devin nice. called it like a wiener dog. Guy. Called it. <laughs> well, well, let's get into something good here. Uh, any hot topics uh, we need to talk about? What's uh, going on with the news lately? Oh, God, and things I don't want to talk about. A lot. Uh, let's see here. Well, Joe, Joe Biden is having issues with stairs and guns. <laughs> um, uh, we've had a bunch of shootings. Oh, just one. But, uh, yeah, that was my favorite part. I saw that uh, there was a Syrian, unfortunately, done uh, okay so allegedly it's all allegedly a uh, a syrian man shot 10 people and people are talking about how we need to work on gun reforms but no one wants to mention the fact that we bombed syria the the president of the united states authorized the bombing of syria a month ago and then a syrian national who came here to the u.s is now involved in a aggressive act i guess those things aren't related though they don't, I don't really think those would be related at all. But, yeah, we're not talking about that. But well, no, we, yeah, can talk, we, we can talk about that because it's kind of weird that – and, you know, everyone thought – I don't want to – I shouldn't say everyone, but, you know, Trump was the uh, the worst person in the world and that he was going to start World War Three, But all of a sudden Biden comes in 
and all of a sudden here he's bombing Syria. Yeah. But the news doesn't you know it seems like it was this old news. Does nobody give a fuck about it? No. And, it, and it's and is it because and also he fell down the stairs, like you just said. No, oh, he, up, fell, up, he up. fell off fell, the stairs. He fell up right. the stairs. He fell up. You're right, you're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go watch the video, he <laughs> but, fell up. And and the internet obviously gave him the internet treatment of the Instagram meme treatment. But right. here's the news. All of a sudden, wait, no, he's fine. Let's not worry about that. But if you know, if Trump would have did that, it would have been the most worst thing in the world. They would have picked apart everything about it. Correct? And the, yes, oh, absolutely. That's correct. The you know, the the issue isn't that one of these people is inherently better or worse than the other. The issue is that the media has no longer given us an unbiased report of what's going on. Uh, there was recently an article with uh, Biden and which they said he, I think it was either New York times or press, you know, me, I'll look it up. But the article was, you know, really trying to bring in this idea of him being a good guy and spending time with his family and relaxing on the weekend, which as working professionals, we're all looking for, we're all looking to get to that, you know, under 40 full-time kind of gig, where we're not working on the weekends, we're spending time with our friends, family, and loved ones. And they're like, you know, this guy is, he's leaving the White House. He's going to Camp David. He's going to Delaware to recharge and recuperate. And they're like, he's done this every week for the last three weeks. And my first thought was like, so this guy isn't working weekends at all, just, you know, going out on the taxpayer dime, but I'm getting to read a puff piece because they're like, oh, look how good of a person he is. And I'm like, just say what's happening. It's like, there's not enough work for the president to do over the weekend, obviously, because he just keeps leaving. Or, hey, telecommuting works or something like that. It's just the either the bringing up or bringing down of character is now more in the news as something that's a legitimate process to you know sell toilet paper as it always has been versus actually providing the american public with the news uh do you know the hill news source i've heard of them okay. i mean i've seen their stuff from time to time so uh, uh Sinarin and karen oh, i'll probably butcher their names but one is a uh a liberal one is a republican and they do a, a full news thing every day and so they just posted, speaking of your toilet paper shortage or toilet paper, there's a shortage now that could be because of the uh, what's the, con- the thing that's blocking the Egypt Canal? Or- I'm oh, that's the boat. That's the Suez. Yeah, the shipping container that's blocking. Uh, man, yeah. I, people are probably yelling right now like, you motherfucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so. yeah. So anyway, now they're, they just Wait. posted. Huh? Wait, so what's going on with Egypt getting – what are you talking so about now? This so is, this now is all people have to go around the horn of, of Africa to bring in shipping containers. But there was a canal there, and Jonathan, I guess you're looking it up. Suez Canal. Right, oh, yeah. Okay. You know me. So there – yeah. I can see you looking up at your computer. So anyway, there's a <laughs> shipping container that somehow got lodged in this one canal, and it's blocking everybody. And apparently, I think that we're – the U.S. – when I say we, not me, but the U.S. is now sending our Navy out there to – try to get this boat to stop blocking it. I mean, you have to understand that this canal was built as a way of getting thousands of ships through without having to go around the Horn of Africa. You know, it's, this was as important, if not more important for that side of the globe as the Panama Canal was for this side of the globe. I mean, it saves, you know, tons of fuel costs, shipping times, labor, the whole works. And you have this, 
big, beautiful evergreen boat, just <laughs> and it's it's good. It's stuck there, and people are like, "Well, what do we do?" Yeah, and, and it's gigantic. And yeah, and I don't understand why it got stuck or how it just got blocked. It's literally blocking everything. There's nothing that can come through there. But anyway, going back to my point is that they homeboy the seen too much posted, Tokyo drift. The hill posted that because of this, there's probably going to be another toilet paper shortages shortage. Um, as in when we COVID first hit or the pandemic first just hit. Now, let that sink in for a moment. Most of our toilet paper, I don't want to say, um, I'll just want to say paper products. I believe that most of our paper products come from either uh, South America, from the Amazon rainforest, but are processed here. I can totally see, however, that our logistics system would send things halfway across the world and then back. So, yeah, could very well happen, but, Ooh, you know, people are, Yeah. For some reason, I would have thought China, but. Well, so it's wherever you have a large amount of forestry and forestry has always been Amazon. uh, The U.S. would be a lot in California if we could let them, you know, the government could manage the forestry industry enough Uh, there to actually harvest trees and let them burn. But I digress. I'm still trying to figure out how a boat blocking a canal above Africa is causing a shortage in toilet paper. If you're well, saying a lot well, of toilet well, paper, I don't know if it's right. this <laughs> toilet paper, but it's a shortage. Of just if the toilet paper is coming from South America, then how is the canal being well, blocked? I, I mean, I could be wrong on this points, but I do know a boat <laughs> is blocking that canal. Okay, and then I know the hill. Well, he's post- t- Dodd's telling me that all the toilet paper comes from South America. So what's a boat? Well, I don't know where the all the toilet paper and comes. a lot of it's processed here. But you you have to remember that the way that the entire global economy works and the way that we send things in and out, um, there's efficiencies in the processing that it may be actually done in China. So it could be lumbered and harvested in South America, sent over to China, processed there, and then sent back to America because it would be cheaper than having a plant in America processing said wood pulp. But I don't know where... uh, Charmin this, lives. This is why we do this podcast because okay. I would I'm, never I'm, thought I'm in my learning. life, where does toilet paper come from? I just know it. I go to the store and get it and come home. Well, well now I'm learning something. I See, hope. and this is what I hope. I hope some people hope. also are learning. I hope, and it could be unrelated to this boat blocking the canal, but I just know there's something. There's a connection here. Okay, I believe. Okay, so. I feel it in my loins. Okay, so Charmin's largest toilet paper manufacturing facility is in Mahoopany, Pennsylvania. So there we go. Mahoopany? I said, Mahoopany. I was like, oh, where's that? Pennsylvania. Of course it is. <laughs> the hell is Mahoopany? I've never heard of that. Wait, so uh, that's no. where Charmin produces all their toilet paper. That is their largest. So it doesn't mean that they're not shipping raw materials elsewhere. But again, you know, the idea that Someone says a canal, which I, I would be more likely to believe that your paper goods, such as um, writing paper, but again, students aren't using a ton of that. Um, any of the cheap plastics that would be coming from overseas, oil, because there's oil that's coming through. I want to say that may be a large oil shipping lane also. But those things, I can see those prices going up. But toilet paper is like, really? That's, that one doesn't hold water. We'll hold some shit, though. 
We'll see. It, it will uh, hold some shit. Like <laughs> yeah. Joke, jokes aside, it's um, that's another reason why I think a lot of people are going away from these large syndicated, and you, you hear this all the time, people are getting away from traditional sources of news. And by the traditional, you know, your CNN, your Fox, your, even BBC a little bit, but they've kind of held their head high and they deliver really flat news. So they're pushing through. But you get these companies on you know, left-leaning, right-wing, whoever they pander to are now just telling such a spin and flavor of the news. People are getting their news from memes. Memes are probably one of the most accurate forms of news that we have today. And it started with South Park. South Park would take legitimate stories, find out the information on them, and make them funny as shit for half an hour. And people gobbled it up. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of people have trouble with South Park and the saying, like, I don't understand how they can do what they do, but it's all animated stuff. And that's the reason they can get away with a lot of the, uh, I guess, explicit material they put out. And also family guys almost the same way. I mean, family guy almost got canceled a couple times. South Park. Probably it did get canceled. Too. Yeah. It just made, um, but it's not real Fox. stuff. So people are just, I guess that's how they get away with it. If it was real people doing this, then yeah, kind of what you're talking about canceled. Oh, they'd be canceled hard. Oh, cancel culture. That's a fun yes. topic we can cancel. talk about another oh, time. Man, I don't even know if we should get into that. But, yeah, that's fun. I mean, I don't mind talking about that. But uh, Get into that, Chris, and you might get canceled. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, my seven viewers that look at this or whatever. But uh, I, I kind of want to go back on talking about paper and stuff. That, And then we'll go back into cancel culture, and that's fine too. But I always heard growing up that the reason for technology and – the way we're trying to move forward with making our lives easier through technology, that we would become a paperless society. And Any thoughts it's on? moving, it's moving in that direction. It has um, someone made an analysis of the statement of kids never read anymore. Well, it's like, actually no kids read either two or 300% more than their you know, age counterparts would have in the eighties and even in the nineties, because there's so much digital media to read and there's so much screen time that they are immersed constantly in words. So, you know, that has made it, you know, newspapers, it's uh, more costly to get a newspaper than it is to subscribe to wall street journal online, for instance, and get that anytime you want, instead of having to wait until the morning for news that's already outdated by maybe a day or two, because of again, due diligence that would have occurred at some point in time. Now you're getting snippets of news that are coming up hot two, three in the morning, our time, because it's, you know, three, four in the afternoon, Somewhere well, else, I would say that's mostly because most people now are addicted to technology. So yeah, they're in their iPhones. phones. They're they're in yeah. their phone ninety percent of the day. So they're going to be reading some of that time. Well, going back on what John just said, that we get through most of our knowledge through memes and stuff. I do the same thing because I will subconsciously just go through my phone on Instagram and I'll see a post by Sports Center where one of the ones I most think of or think of right now is that. LeBron James had a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out three to four weeks or whatever it was. And I was like, I would have never known that without looking at Instagram. Right. And then, and then obviously Joe Biden or Joe Biden falling up the stairs. I would have never saw that unless it was Instagram with him just getting the meme treatment. Mm-hmm. 
And it's, uh, it's funny because you look at some of these very old societies and I'm talking about, you know, like old ancient Egyptian societies, old Celtic societies, a lot of their written works that aren't carved in stone. Obviously they didn't have computers or stuff then, but a lot of the written paper material is now gone. And we do a lot in recycling materials. I think that the United States still saves a copy of all of the newspapers printed and a physical copy as an archive. But even that, you know, you think of 20, 30 years from now, uh, degradation to old paper, uh, everything trying to be digitized and moving forward, but that still requires space and a place and like, you know, technology, electricity, there's a lot of costs in storing knowledge and we're compounding on that so fast. It doesn't make sense anymore, except for some of these novels to really have paper as a means of communication anymore. Hmm. Just my two cents on it. I think it's a whiskey talking. Well, no, and that's fine because, you know, a lot of things can be done just through digitally, like what you just said, but why do we need like half the times when I go to a, the grocery store, the ABC store tonight, for instance, when I bought that bottle of tequila, they, hey, do you want your receipt? No, I don't care. I don't need it. No. And that's just wasted thermal paper. I mean, yeah, well, and all they did was just throw it in the trash. So, right. and half the times when you actually you purchase, you know, if you go through Apple Pay or uh, you just tap your card, like a lot of your obviously will go or purchases will go show up digitally on your bank statement. Nope. Your credit card statement has, you know, unless you're going to cash and I'll send a link for that. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if the United States goes and removes the one, five and $10 bills, similar to what happened in India. So India um, took a lot of their low cash bills and got rid of them. They're no longer in circulation. They're like, if it's not uh, of a, you know, sufficient amount we're not going to deal with it and you won't either and they gave uh, everyone i think a year to transition their money over either into a digital format or um you know you get to eat it you can keep it as a collector if you want so when you and say digital format are you talking about bitcoin or just um like if it's in your bank and you swipe your card you the cost of goods and services like bread didn't go up but you're like okay i, I have a Let's say if it happened in America for ease of use and dollar for dollar, uh, if they got rid of, you know, tens and below and you went and you were trying to get 20 bucks in gas and you are $15 in gas and you have a 20, they're going to be like, um, you just have to pay digitally because I don't have a five to give you change. You're like, oh, okay, fine. So you start going everything through card. And this was from the Indian perspective to reduce the amount of untaxable exchanges so that there was more accountability and records and things like that. And they said it was, you know, again, a part of the war on drugs that has been wildly successful here in the United States. And, you know, just being able to track everything, but it does remove this need for paper products. It gets rid of this idea that we need to have something physical other than two or three cards that identify who we are, where our bank account is and where we slave away to make a dollar so it can be used to purchase fine products like Red's apple cider, the rocks tequila, or oh, yeah. a Lafroig that I still can't pronounce. 
Cardus. Cardus. Card Cardus B. That's it. Cardus B. Oh Jesus. Cardus B. Cardus Cardus B. That's, you, that's gonna, all right. Can I? Wait, oh, can, no, can no. I? Can I ask questions? Chime can I ask in, yeah, questions? Chime in, Devin. Yeah. Or is this just for your, is this your podcast? So you ask questions or I can no, ask questions. Yeah, no, this is a free for all, all right, so dude. I don't, this what, is a free well, what, are, what are y'all's thoughts on, well, I just said Cardis B. What are y'all's thoughts on Cardi B? Go. On her music? Cardi B. Just Cardi B in general. About her uh, being in politics, her being a prominent voice for a lot of people. Uh, what are your opinions on Cardi B? Uh, you, you want to go first, Jonathan? Or you want me to go? Go ahead, Jonathan. Uh, all right. Well, I'll, so, I'll, 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 I got some thoughts. I'll go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> Cardi B, uh, what is she, she the girl that sings WAP? WAP? WAP, yes. That and is correct, sir. Um, are we allowed to say that acronym on here? Can we say that? Fuck like four yeah, times, Devin. Yeah, okay. This is, all right. I want to, all right. Devin, this is one, <laughs> uh, this is a freedom of a podcast. You can say anything and you want to. Okay. Like I don't care. All right. YouTube I, can cancel it, I, but Chris won't. Yeah, I mean, if they yeah, if they choose to take it down because of X reason, whatever. But anyway, um, you know, it's her right to make whatever music she wants to make, and I don't have any reason with that. And if she wants to objectify women and her herself as having wet ass pussy, that's fine because I don't think there's you know obviously other rappers, guy rappers will objectify women in their songs. Well, I think, and just to, from the objectify perspective and chime in on that, from her perspective, it's not, and that's the argument that has been made, is that it's not the objectification because she is saying that this is who I am, I am proud of this, and moving forward, it's, it's an interesting concept. And it's the difference from sexual empowerment versus objectification, like you're saying. Uh, whether or not you agree with it, that's that's a different story entirely, but... She's saying like, hey, my stuff's great because um, I think, oh, who was that guy um, does the podcast? But uh, he said he likes uh, the vaginas to be quite dry. What? And, oh, God, who is that guy? He, uh, does that even work? Uh, really, no. Sounds like it would be painful. Uh, I don't even think – yeah, that does, doesn't sound like it would work. I mean, I have no problem with her making the music she wants to. Am I a fan of it? I mean, for meme culture and fun times, yeah, it's kind of funny to talk about, but I'm not a Cardi B guy that's going to sit there and jam out to it. I think I was more referring to the fact that she interviewed, I guess he's now current President Biden, the fact that she interviewed him before he was president. What do you, wait. Do you think, do you think she should be, her opinion should count in politics? Well, I mean... Because she has a she has a rather large fan base. I she probably sure. has a bunch of followers on Instagram. Well, Do you think I, what I, she says a a rapper, a female rapper, which I guess that doesn't matter, but a rapper does that matter? Well, I mean, pop? I think her opinion counts as as much as the next person. I mean, it's almost you know LeBron James. He doesn't mind throwing himself into the mix on politics too, which. I mean, they may use their athleticism or artistic well, abilities to. I guess it's just the fact that a lot, a lot of people look up to them, and mm-hmm. then they're gonna then they're gonna consider their opinion over somebody that would have a, I guess a better opinion or a more they would have more knowledge on the subject. Well, I think I did, I, me me personally, I just don't think that they should have any role in politics. 
Well, I mean, they have the right to say what they want to say, but I don't. I think with us talking right here, I mean, okay, well, Cardi B said X, my, Y, and my Z. Opinion, okay, fine, that's fine. I'll just ignore it. My opinion, I think she should stick to rapping, and then LeBron, he should stick to dribbling a basketball. That is just my. <laughs> but I mean, they can say that about anything. I mean, you could say, well, Chris should just stick to podcasting, which. I mean, I'm a moron when it comes to politics and things of that nature, but you still have a right to say what you want to say. I, 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 I agree, agree with that one. I agree. And it doesn't matter I guess it's what just, you do as a professional. I guess it's just more they have a, a very large fan base and a lot of people are looking up to them, listening to their opinion on well, every matter that comes up. I mean, if you look at it, professors from universities can say they agree with Cardi B or they could say they agree with – Drake or whoever you want to say, but in, but it's just based on just because they're a rapper or they're a professor, they still might have the same opinion on something. But if you look at it in a view of, oh, just because of their profession, shouldn't hold any standard. I mean, because I mean, I'm pretty sure who was it? Somebody was talking about there are tons of people or artists that are in prison right now who could have been the next Drake. But they just got a bad chosen. Uh, they made a lot of bad decisions. Made a bad, on the wrong made path. a few bad yeah. decisions. Bad break. Got dealt the the bad hand of cards, and they ended up in prison. But they were probably one of the better artists ever going to be. But I don't think their opinion should not amount to anything. I mean, just because of who they are, what they do for a living. You know, uh, popularity going into politics is something that has garnered. I mean, you think of. California's greatest governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Obviously, he had a role in a few films prior. Sure. Uh, I heard Ronald Reagan actually was an actor before playing his greatest role as president. Uh, some people don't think that was his best performance, but I digress. Popularity and politics go hand in hand. Uh, we, I think, have gotten to the point we don't agree with that because we want to say inherently people should be intelligent enough to go out and say, well, your opinion on politics is heard, but your fandom shouldn't influence politics. But unfortunately it does because there's people who are rabid fans for anything. And, you know, if, if Cardi B wants to go out and educate herself via the fact that she has time, money and the ability or not, and then speak to it, you know, it's her right. And then people have oh, yeah, to either definitely. figure out if they're going to believe it or not. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely her right. I just, I just think, I hope that most people would not actually listen to it. Well, I mean, you're going to have people who will listen to it just because they're true fans of Cardi B and they don't care what else is said. Or you're going to have some people who will say, "Uh, well, that's okay, but I also think that there's something different to that too. I mean, I think it just depends on your situation and also depends on the person. But I guess it's – yes, I I, I personally don't think that they should take – advantage of their their popularity to push a view but yes they definitely have a right to do it and as john was saying people have been doing it for a long time ronald reagan who, oh. whoever it may be yeah, jesse but, the body he, he was governor of minnesota yeah I, uh, I just wish i just wish people would educate themselves more and well, not listen to a well, rapper well let's look their, at that's a struggle man too that he has the biggest podcast in the world and a lot of people go to him for their news or views on politics and compared to CNN or Fox News or whatever else is out there. I mean, and that's what a lot of 
the argument is, is that you know CNN and those people get hate Joe Rogan just because they go to him versus them because of who he has on his podcast versus his views on life and just because he has a million views or whatever yeah. he has just for I think one. people like people like Joe Rogan because he's just a real guy and he's on there he's actually listening trying to get what does this person actually believe correct and he gets every, he doesn't go I, he he's one of the least biased people out there. He goes in there willing to understand what this person is arguing and he lets them make their argument. He listens and every now and then his opinion might change or it may not, but either way he allows the speaker to put their opinion out there. You're exactly correct. That's that's, and that's why people love him. Exactly. I mean, exactly what you just said. He'll say, I'm not married to any of ideas. And if, I'll allow you to speak your opinion, but then he'll yeah. also play devil's advocate. Yeah. And, and he's like, why do you think that way? But obviously he probably has his own personal biases, but he, he allows everybody to speak, get their opinion out there, and you hear their arguments. Exactly. And that's what and, – and I'm game for all that because you want to see – because just because I may think this way, obviously, Devin, you might think something different, and obviously John might think something too – and then if you, I mean, your, if your opinion is completely different than me, then okay, well, I like the way you said that better. You know that you make more sense of what I'm saying right now, and that's cool. Yeah, and if, I like and, it. And Cardi B, if she, if she has something to say more than I do, then I would listen. I mean, I'm a moron. <laughs> I'm just a. <laughs> I mean, I'm a regular guy just trying to do something big and just trying to talk stuff out and have excuse to talk shit with my friends and have a few shots of tequila and see what it goes. But I mean, I would not, you know, if I, if I met Cardi B in a bar or something, I would like to say, Hey, what's up? <laughs> you know, Hey, yeah. uh, some of that. What? Yeah. What's up with that? Wop, <laughs> girl? that I got some had, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I don't really think Damn. she would sway your political opinions, though. I mean, yeah, you'd be attracted. I will. If I, I was probably I really to meet Cardi B in a bar, I'd probably my first thought would not would be let's talk politics. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would be a good go to there. No, I'd be like, hey, <laughs> like, what a girl. You checking out this gun show, girl? What's up? <laughs> no, sure. What you feeling you on the Second Amendment? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ain't got to walk now, but you will later. Yeah, you that's know, right. I'd probably, that's probably what it would, or I'd be too starstruck probably and be a little pussy and wouldn't know what to do with myself. You'd be an LAP instead of WAP. I'm with you. <laughs> well, yeah, that, was good, that, was a good, that was a good question, Devin. That was a good one. Yeah. I like that. You know, going, going into, I was going to make a terrible joke and do a segue from that, but using your, you know, political power and influence and, uh, hey, you know, going into cancel. Yeah, that's right. Uh, going going into the segue of people who use popularity and opinion and just going with it. That's how they filled up the trains and said, get into the train, you know, in the forties. And we think about this being 80 years ago, but they're now the go-to standard bad guys, um, them or uh, I guess the uh, Nazi Germany and uh, Middle Eastern uh, religious zealots are the two big go-tos for a lot of bad guys now. And I guess they used to be the Russians in the eighties and nineties, but uh, we went away from that, but you get this whole cancel culture because now people are making jokes about tragedy or making comparisons. So, you know, I said that the news doesn't give news anymore. They're just trying to sell toilet paper and cancel culture is like, well, you've hurt my feelings and made me feel bad. So now 
I'm going to ruin your life and career by saying, well, no one's going to watch you and we're going to make sure that you get canceled. And it was the idea of civil discourse, what we're having right now saying, oh, I don't agree with your opinion, but here's what I think. And like, oh, that's great. And then growth from that is now no longer popular or relevant. And it's, you know, it's why we get things, um, you know, like flat earth, there's always like to throw in one flat earthers every single time I talk with Chris. Space is fake too. Space is real. Um, <laughs> the, the, the best part is uh, I think it might've been Elon Musk said, why, uh, why do you believe that Mars is round and the earth is flat? And he posted this to the flat earthers, uh, the, the Instagram page and said, well, Mars has observed, been observed to be round. And it's like, Really, but you know, you get you get this idea. People don't want to educate themselves anymore. They don't want to go out and do the due diligence. They want to put in um, what is the sentence that makes me feel right inner, and then you have the top page of Google because nobody goes two three pages deep in Google, and you know they're pulling up information like, well, look at this. This guy said that. Well, well, who's that guy? Well, I don't know, but he's obviously an expert. It's like it's a guy that had access or a girl that had access to a computer, and said some things well my my problem i think if somebody wants to be a flat earther let them be a flat earther if they think there's this big ocean out there and there's big waterfalls on the end of it that's great but they definitely they should have the right to have that opinion they shouldn't be canceled even if that is the most retarded thing in the world wait i probably shouldn't say retarded no it's fine they say it on joe rogan so okay um you're not calling it that's the most ignorant thing and if that is the most ignorant thing in the world, let them have that opinion. It, I mean, you can go, you can go to the top of a mountain and you can see the curvature of the earth. It's ridiculous. But anyway, if they want to have that opinion and by them having that opinion, it, it makes other influences, other people to be idiots, let them have it, but don't cancel them. Let them have that ignorant opinion. It's, I, I agree. And I've had, here's a question for you though. At what point does uh, public health, and Chris will like this one. So at what point does public health become more important than personal opinion? So there's a lot of people, anti-vaxxers, you know, the COVID vaccine. I think the first time I got them on, uh, Chris was talking about, you know, getting the COVID vaccine. And he's like, would you do it? And I was like, you know, me personally, I'm just trying to get in line for the one-shotter. I'm, uh, I think it's the Johnson & Johnson. And with the, like, I... I stay at home, but I do travel between multiple home locations. So for me, it's basically like, where am I going to be long enough to get uh, one shot and be done? And, you know, I've got a lot of my family have done either the, uh, the one or two shots. I think all of them did the two shots and then friends, of course. But let's say you're an anti-vaxxer and we're like, hey, here's, here's a vaccine. This is 100% effective just to throw it out there because that's how we got rid of um, smallpox. Everybody uh, pretty much got inoculated. And now I think there's only two places, Russia and the United States, that store the original smallpox virus. And all of this is wrapped up into the question of how do we as a society globally, not just the U.S., draw a line between what is okay to say because it's your right to your opinion and what is actually not okay to say because it could damage public health. And 
I mean, I'm not expecting you to answer that. That's, that's really a big question that's been muddled around in my mind. And it's, it's a huge question. I mean, I think I have a kind of basic answer. Go ahead. I think, I think anybody should be able to say whatever they want as long as they are not calling for personal harm to somebody else. I agree with I mean, that. that sounds I can I can call you whatever I want and if it hurts your feelings too bad. I mean, is it really <laughs> unless I unless I actually call to physical violence to you I don't I mean I don't see What about my emotional health? <laughs> See, yeah, and, we we can go down a whole dark road on that, but but yeah. but but then then it's like okay, well, what words actually affect somebody's emotion? It's just a never ending. Uh, it's what is it called a uh, a slippery slope? Like yep. where where do you actually where where is the line drawn? What word actually affects somebody's mental health? And that well, that's there, the problem. There, there isn't a line anymore. Then people, just start because... ta- then people start taking advantage of it, and it's like, well, he called me stupid. You know, he now. I mean, is that bad? And that, where do you draw the line? That's there, the like, yeah. Well, he's a dick. Yeah. yeah where is the, where is the line? Where is the, the line, line anymore? Because you said stupid, then somebody will say, yeah. oh, well, they said idiot, and then it's like, okay, yeah. where's the next line? Where's the next line? Yeah. That's that's the point. Where do you draw the line? And nobody can answer that question. Uh, so that's why. No. That's why unless unless somebody calls for actual physical violence or physical harm to somebody else. Well, these are this is my then you cannot then you can say whatever you want. That going back kind of Cardi B and rap and stuff. They when they put out a CD or or probably talking age here now or digitally whatever on Apple or however you get your music nowadays. Not they just release music, CDs. Chris. <laughs> how do you how do them kids how do them kids just in the music now? Anyway, <laughs> but anyway, when they put out a song or whatever, it's going to have even when I put out this podcast, it'll say explicit on there. So mm-hmm. if you don't want to listen to certain words or that you know that you define as you don't you know bad words. That then okay well then get the clean version, and it's, it kind of goes back into the day that you know if you didn't like listen to what Richard Pryor would say as a comedian, okay then don't listen to him because you know he's, he's exactly exactly right you know what he's yeah. about but you don't have to cancel him just because this is his style of you know comedian art or whatever however you want to put it just don't listen to it same exactly. I mean that's the reason they put we made. Not we, not I didn't do this, but video games made ratings for certain games. Like, hey, this is for everyone. This is for mature people only. And same reason we have for movies. You know what you're getting hey, into if you watch these. Back, uh, back to video games. Didn't there? Mm-hmm. There used to be one that was higher than mature. What was that? Uh, NA, uh, 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 not NA. No, it was like this, there was some. There was some volleyball game. I it was like UE or hold on, adults only, uh, something like that. I don't, uh, I don't even think M- they have that anymore. M18. I think it's it. M18? Let me check. Hold on. Yeah, check, uh, that, check that out. Uh, rating pending. So there's mature, a rating pending, and adults only. That's AO. I haven't. Have you Have y'all seen that in the last 15 years? I've never seen an adults only. The worst game I've ever played is like GTA 5. And that's yeah, not with this mature. Mature. So I don't think I've ever played a game that's had a, a higher rating. I just remember being a kid and seeing there was some volleyball, triple X volley, something. And it was like, Oh, that's dead or alive beach volleyball. Yeah. That's yeah. That was what it was. What did it have in it? Just I guess it's just volleyball. Playing volleyball yeah. naked. 
Probably. Uh, no, fun fact, but uh, they spent, so um, Better Alive is a huge fighting franchise, but Dying, all of the, okay, never mind. Go ahead. all of the guys who created this and girls too spent a great deal of time in the physics engine that would allow these extremely uh, curvy ladies to have adequate and almost extra realistic bounce. Okay. So we get where we're going with this. Yes. Then they made a volleyball game with the same engine and they're constantly doing spikes and serves. And it's basically just jiggle, 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 jiggle the whole time. <laughs> and, and someone saw that. And just like the, uh, the Superman, uh, the one before Henry Cable, um, uh, who was the, uh, he's the gay Superman. Help me out here. Henry Cable. Um, no, no, no. Henry Cable is the Witcher. Who was the guy before him? Uh, Clark, uh, Christopher Reeves. Uh, no, the one after him. It was like one Superman Returns. Uh, uh, Brandon Ruth in Superman Returns. Apparently, his jank was so big they had to digitally edit to make it smaller. What? Because some that's, some lady yeah, saw it sad. in the theater and she's like, "You can't have that around my kids. He's he's too well endowed." Dude, like <laughs> I, I've never heard that. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll pull that one up because uh, that was that's one of those things. It's like, could you imagine saying that? Um, sir, we're going to have to spend another $300,000 on digital editing for the movie. Uh, wow, I thought it was great. That's, um, some, that's, some lady that's, defi- thought- that's definitely the random fact of the night here. Yeah. Well, talking about volleyball, I mean, when you look at college volleyball right now, do you see the shorts those women wear? Have you ever watched a college? Are they, are they wearing shorts? I mean, it's, it's they basically you might as well are a, they a bikini there? bottom. Yeah, they got little cheeks hanging out. So how can I mean? And that's perfectly fine. That's a standard, and that was almost the way back in the old school NBA days too. With uh, they they had the Larry Bird, yeah, yeah, Larry Bird Bird style, wearing basically whitey tidies. Larry Bird wearing the booty shorts. (laughs) And now the guys got longer, but still volleyball girls they don't mind wearing the shorty shorts, booty shorts. (laughs) They're Extremely and, snug, and that's perfectly acceptable. They they don't get any grief for that. Nobody's saying, "No, them shorts are too short for volleyball now." It's uh, it's all about who's making the rule and who wants to call foul. And it's just you know again to Devin's point about people saying, "Well, I'm offended," and where do you draw the line? And you have to be willing to both give and understand that you're going to apply a little common sense. You're going to say, "Hey." Obviously, this isn't good to be heard or to say, but people, we've ran into an issue of why we no longer have the common sense boundary. You can say I'm offended and there's no repercussions. There's no, um, all of the onus for any activity is put on people who've done it in the past. That's why cancel culture is so popular. You can go and ruin someone's career and nothing happens to these people. It's not like, they're getting canceled out of high profile jobs. Cause it's not people who are in high profile jobs. It's not movie actors and directors who are saying, Oh, we've got to remove these people. It's not the executives who are after the fact removing them because, you know, you got um, Johnny Depp and that whole thing that's going through with him and Amber Heard, he got pulled out of all the uh, new Harry Potters, the, um, 
fantastic creatures thing. And now Amber Heard, I think got pulled off of Aquaman too. They're going to replace her, but there's nothing in the culture. That's like, Hey, um, you said something, this person has lost out on their life. Well, what's going on with yours? Well, you know, you, you can't take anything from me. I'm, uh, I'm just here and I'm angry and this isn't okay. It's like, yeah, but is it really just not okay? Or you just, you didn't have anything to do on a Tuesday. Did you, uh, do you guys know who Bill Burr is? <laughs> yes, that was good. Okay, so yeah. was he on? Was it the Oscars or Academy last weekend? Oh yeah, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But he made a joke that saying that there was some piano solo before he came out, and he came out and said, "Does, does anybody want to kill themselves as much as I do right now after that?" And but <laughs> it was just his. That's his comedic. Uh, Anybody that's seen Bill Burr knows that that's his style. That's how he does. But but, but that's that's what comedians do is they kind of draw the line of what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. You're exactly right. Devin. That's exactly that's what comedians even do. if they don't believe something, they'll say something to what you're saying that. Well, it's like just take, to get just to get a response out of people. Take Dave Chappelle for instance. There was some joke he made about Michael Jackson and Macaulay Culkin. It was something on the lines was of on the Chappelle show. Yeah, it was one of his more recent things, and it, it's a if if you just look at if you just look at it from you know it's it sounds horrible, but he has a very good point. It's something like Michael Jackson had to be innocent because you take Macaulay Culkin, just a superstar yeah. kid, <laughs> a superstar kid, and Macaulay Culkin says Michael did he was not, it. Yeah, he was it. He would have been the. A prom cat's pet, I guess a pedophile's dream. Yeah, he, he was the pedophile. And, goal and Macaulay Culkin says he did nothing to me. So do you? I don't think maybe Mike. He says something about Michael Jackson wasn't a pedophile because he would have raped Macaulay Culkin, and he did. Right. And that's that's if you just that's terrible. But he has a good point. And yes, exactly. That's what I'm. He's pushing. To say. He's pushing the boundaries there. Well, comedy has traditionally always push the boundaries and that's what they're supposed to do. You're looking at, you know, Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy, old Eddie Murphy, not now Eddie Murphy. were really pushing into making jokes about racism, not because the jokes about, you know, Hey, being racist is funny and cool. No, it's because these things are funny because they're so sad. And you look at, you know, the old Greek tragedies, tragedies and comedies in Greek are almost reversed and how they're applied you know, a comedy would usually end up in tears. And now we use comedy as something that's super funny. People, comedians especially, have always used sarcasm and terrible, terrible circumstances. Um, I think it was Louis C.K. before he got cart um, given the old pull in front of people. <laughs> he... Um, one second. He actually he never got caught. Actually, I got a couple of thoughts on that too. Well, we'll go, he, we'll go back. Continue your thought, Dave, John. <laughs> he was talking about the um, the age of consent uh, and versus the age of being able to drink alcohol. And he says, you know, only in the United States can a girl who's eighteen years old go and perform a video of uh, various you know undress and sexual acts with multiple other men and have terrible things done. And he gets pretty explicit. And he said, and after she's done, she can't even go and get a beer. And if there's anyone after three or four hours of five dudes going ham on her needs a drink, it's her. And it's, 
it's a joke to say, look how we say this is okay and this isn't okay because of some dumb shit law that was passed years ago. And that's what comedians do. They make things funny and palatable so that you can have this discourse where people can communicate and say, hey, I thought this was funny, but it is kind of fucked up. Maybe we should change something about that. Maybe we as a group should do something about that. But now it's like, well, you know, that that joke hurt my feelings. Well, okay, well, sorry. Why did it hurt your feelings? Nobody's asking like, um, why this is triggering someone. It's like, well, you know, I was triggered because uh, secretly I'm an asshole and I like being able to keep with the status quo or, well, actually, you know, something terrible happened to me and I didn't talk about it and maybe I should. There's all the reasons as to why, but people don't want to take responsibility. They just want to be able to quickly blame someone that hurt their feelings. And, you know, it's, uh, part of being a well-rounded and functional adult is being able to go out and say, you know, here's information that I agree with or don't. Again, going back to, you know, whether or not we should agree with politicians, what they think and what actors and comedians and they think on politics, do a little homework, do a little research, figure your shit out. But yeah. John, going on what you just said, Devin, you could chime in on this too, that do you think people will blame other people for their, insecurities or uh, for the reasons being wrong just because it makes him feel better that, oh, this is your fault. It's not mine. I hope I, hope I worded that. Yes. Right. I, uh, they, yes. They don't want, it's always somebody else's fault. It's not their I own. feel like that's just human nature for people to do that. And and in politics especially, that's, I mean, that's what every president does. It doesn't matter if you hated Trump or if you hate Biden, whatever, they both do that. The things they're going to blame everybody else but for, themselves. What, for what they're doing wrong. Yes. Yep. That's every single one. That's just human nature. Yeah, you have to a point take ownership. Hey, it's not Devin or John's fault. It's my well, it comes. Fault. It comes down to I need to take responsibility for me. I am Devin Dalton. Let me take responsibility for what I do. Yeah. And then if I become a perfect person, then I can tell somebody else what to do. Mm-hmm. But it, until then, is it just so well, easy have, just to be negative and towards other people and yourself in in this day and age? And just, it's, just yes, it's it's definitely it's much easier to do that. And that's nobody's ever willing to just take responsibility yeah, for what you can they just blame did it wrong. on so many different things. Yes, well, dude, McDonald's makes people fat. I mean, to cut you it's off, not, Devin, I'm sorry. No, you're you're fine. Let let Big Dub speak. <laughs> it's, it, you know, it's that idea that, you know, McDonald's makes people fat. It's not the fact that they're sitting their happy asses in their car driving around being like, well, you know, I'll take three double cheeseburgers and a milkshake. And, uh, you know, I guess I really don't want a large fry. I'll get a small fry. And well, what you do to, you know, physically work out and get better. It's like, well, you know, uh, I'm busy and I'm, I'm guilty of it personally. So me as a bigger guy. You know, I'm, I'm going out and not doing my due diligence for getting into like, you know, that crisp cut out, you know, super good looking Thor from, uh, I mean, not fat Thor. I think I'm there now, but like, you know, pre Thor, (laughs) but there's, you know, there's this idea that it's okay for me to blame another group or another organization. It's like, well, they made me fat. They did this because you don't have to do any sort of growth or introspection. And it's, it's a child's mindset. And I would say that, you know, and this, this may get me canceled off your show, but when you see the people, 
<laughs> when, when you see people have these complaints, it's coming from a child's mindset. It is not coming from a place of there is a problem. How do I fix this? This is my toy is broken. Let me blame something else. Not that, you know, I slam my toy against a wall. They should have made the toy better. I, um, I'm fat because I was given fatty foods and continued to keep stuffing them down my face. I am stupid because even though we have the largest ability in the world to have knowledge at our fingertips, we can talk to Google. Our lazy asses don't even have to type on a keyboard anymore. Correct. You can ask Alexa, you can ask Google, you can ask Cortana, which no one does. And I'm sorry, nobody <laughs> speaks to her. You can talk to Siri. That's, that's valid. You can, you can talk to them, ask them a question and get information on the internet. You can go on the internet. This is the modern day library of Alexandria and nobody wants to spend the extra five minutes because fuck it. Why would I want to? I'm too busy trying to find out where I can buy cheap toilet paper because the news says I'm going to be running out because the wrong canal is blocked. And, and John, <laughs> you are correct. I mean, a lot of people, you're say, very correct. A lot of people will say that, Oh, I can't believe I'm living in this day and age. And this is the worst, hey, but we have the best things that you could ever have compared to, 1930 or even before or 1950 or 60 i mean look what you just said we can just sit here and i can ask my phone what's two plus two if i wanted to and i don't even have to use what's, them buttons you know what, what's tomorrow's weather exactly. what's uh, what's the best um, way to cook an egg I mean, like literally any question you want. so easy i can ask google to turn the lights down for me if i wanted to Dude, it's right there <laughs> and and i don't get it it's not hard anymore. We've in and, and this. I, I mean, we might be going off topic here, but we could be going into a weird direction in life where, you know, Joe Rogan has said this before. We become these perfect alien species where we have no muscle and big heads, but the rest of our bodies eh, is slim and nothing. We're not. We're not doing enough to exercise this though, but. <laughs> or, or, you know, Elon Musk wants to put that Neuralink into our heads and make us even smarter. And he, he's, he's called us uh, a cyborg with our phone, phones. Which I I'm with him, but I've seen what the Tesla autopilot's done a couple times. And, you know, it's going to be that Windows software shit, man. Give it. Let it have some trial runs because there's going to be somebody like, hey, I just got my new neural implant walking down the street and shit their pants. I mean, that's going to happen. <laughs> and we're going to need to move through that. <laughs> we're going to need to move through that and say that's a part of the bumps and scrapes that we get so that we can have neural implants that allow the blind to see again, the crippled to walk again, and or for the first time ever. I mean, we're doing things with cochlear implants that have never been done, even in the last six, seven years, that you know, we're attaching yeah, wait, nerves. Did you say cochlear implants? What, what Co are we talking yes, about? Cochlear. cochlear is cochlear. 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 Oh, cochlear. Jesus. I said that wrong. Uh, probably cochlear. Cochlear. Um, yeah. Um, more here, There's not here. Cochlear. Okay. Uh, I thought we were going downward, not upward. Yeah. So, no, for the inner ear, uh, there was actually a uh, – there was a procedure done. It was the first time, and I want to say it was in 19 or 2018. Uh, there was a child that was born without the nerve that went to the brain that allowed them to process hearing. And they attached a, uh, it was a wire, obviously, to a mechanism, but it was attached to the part of the brain so they could hear sounds. Now, I don't know 
the quality. I don't know anything like that. But for the first time, they could hear something. It's a it's a really beautiful video. See if I can look it up because watching a is very very young child confused, obviously, because this had never happened before. And the idea of pursuing these sorts of scientific endeavors makes me proud to be a human. And then I hear shit about like, well, they hurt my feelings because I'm sitting at home and I feel triggered because I haven't done anything with my life, but no one needs to remind me that I haven't. It's like, maybe they do. If you're not happy with where you are, maybe you need a reminder that you could do something. Like you don't need to obviously be pushed to a point to where you're like, ah, fuck it, I need to go kill myself. That's not healthy. But people sometimes need that push to say, hey, it's okay. You learn by failing. Like nobody walks the first time. You you trip, stumble, fall, you scrape your knees, you cry a little bit, you get up and you keep pushing. But we're not comfortable with that anymore. But at, at the end of the around. day, at the end of the day, you're just going to be sleeping with yourself. I mean, you're going to be in your head and that's, it's up to you. And going what you said, learn by failing, John, is that one thing with me and my whole, you know, fitness CrossFit career is that I've learned to be humble and learn to, I'm not going to win every workout and there's always going to be somebody that's probably better than me. And that's also what also makes me better too at the same time is that, okay, I didn't do really well in this workout and I lost. I took my L and it happens. But I learned even even from doing podcasts too, I've, I may have pronounced something wrong. I, you know, had a – You said cockler instead of cochler. Yeah, and like it happens. But – you know, I think that's when you got to learn from your mistakes and what I try to do to also make me better for tomorrow, hopefully. And which, you know, some people just take their L and move on. All right. So another example, I mean, sometimes I'll buy clothes off the Internet and uh, get them and they don't fit or whatever. And I don't send them back going back because I don't care and I don't want to deal with the whole shipping back stuff. And I'll just take my L and move on. Fuck it. All right. I guess I'll just give it to Goodwill. I don't know. So anyway, I don't know where I was going with that thought. But anyway, I just yeah, take, take your L. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You I know what you're humble. saying. Take that L. Yeah, you well, take, take your L and you move on and you grow from it. Or I well, try take, to grow from it personally. Taking the L doesn't mean that you're in a piece of shit. And I think that people, um, you know, one of the biggest things that I learned, this is coming as a child out of the 80s and 90s, you're not your job. Your inherent worth is not in your paycheck. It is not your ability to go and earn for someone else or yourself. You know, your worth as a human being is how you live your life and how you're able to interact and provide value to others. And often because it's easy to say, well, uh, Jeff, Jeff Bezos is the greatest man. And there for a while, Elon Musk was the greatest because they had the most dollars attached to their name. It's like, well, how many people have they positively impacted? How many have they negatively impacted? How many do you, you know, what's your, what's your audience? You know, if, if you're a great guy or a girl, 90% of the time, uh, and you see 10 people a day, okay, nine people are happy. One person's pissed off. Okay. If you see a hundred thousand people, well, you pissed off 10,000 people a day. That's impressive. But being able to take an L and know that it doesn't, if you're growing from it, you're not losing anything from your self-worth. Uh, real quick, can I interrupt, we have. Can I interrupt go you ahead. for a second? Go ahead. I'm, I'm taking an L right now to my bladder. I really need to get it. Oh, we'll go pay. Me and John will go ahead. Take, take, take <laughs> the L. Take the L. Um, 
Yeah, take a well, take take the L, don't take a knee. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think that uh, hopefully, I think that the quarantine is going to help people kind of kind of focus on themselves. I think that there's obviously the troll backlash, people being on there like, oh my god, I can't believe that you know there was GamerGate that happened, and that was a shameful time for all of us. GamerGate, what do you mean? Oh, I don't, know if I don't even. They don't even want to go into this shit, but um, we'll Gamergate. The Reader's Dodges version, I guess. Gamergate was basically where every guy from that, I guess, really nerdy guys from the 80s and 90s were like, oh my God, I just wish cute girls would love to play video games. Well, there was a lot of girls who were like, hey, I want to learn how to play video games. And, or I grew up playing video games just because people think it's for guys. It doesn't mean that. And there was a lot of very aggressive internet trolling that was, I mean, just detrimental to the female gaming community. And it was called Gamergate. Um, I will link to that because it, it was a dark period. And I think we're moving through it some ways, but it was awful. And it was just, you know, basically extremely derogative processes and thoughts and actions and activities toward female gamers and it even expanded to non-heterosexual male gamers it, it was rough and it wasn't <sighs> so so they were saying that girls shouldn't be able to play video games uh shouldn't can't and any girl that's trying to play video games is just an attention attention grabbing or grubbing uh i think whore Wait. Who this said, vernacular. This? Who uh, said game, this? I'm catching uh, Chris up on Gamergate. Do you know about if, this? Uh, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I didn't either. I'm sure there are plenty of females that would take advantage of. Well, their- that, that was getting to my next point is that there is plenty of Twitch streamers that are female or identify as female that make very well just because they are female and they have guys who would just love to watch him talk and play thirst, video games. thirst follows but i, but thirst I will follows. say there you go Good i point. will say uh my sister shout out sarah dalton what uh, there it is. she does play video games and i don't think she's trying to take advantage of anybody so right and that video. was um felicia day i read her book sometime back whenever it uh came out um i think it's called everyone's weird on the internet great book and it's about her growing up and being a part of the gaming community, being a sci-fi nerd. She's the cute redheaded chick in uh, Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. Um, she's done, um, I think it's called the gamers uh, where it's basically a world of Warcraft meme that she oh, talks about. And uh, it, well, to make a long story short, she talks about Gamergate and some of the negative actions that have happened in her personal life as well as for other people and she's again a fairly popular individual uh in the gaming community so it's again not to go on the the tangent it was just people talking about what they want and then they get it and then they bitch about having it it's like well you know oh you're just watching this cute gamer girl uh, play video games because she's cute and nobody has a stone to say yeah because i'm tired of watching a sweaty old guy do it She's just as good, and she's easier on the eyes. <laughs> well, well I, can I, let me make a yeah, quick ahead, point. Devin. Let me make a quick point. I don't really care. It doesn't really matter who you're watching. 
why are you watching somebody else play a video game when you could be playing yourself? Isn't that like the biggest waste of time in the world? Unless no. you're actually, unless you're just watching that game to see what it's like. But why would you watch somebody else play when you could be playing yourself? Honestly, so you can do something else in the background. Um, you know, one of the big, I think the Resident Evil remake just came out on Xbox. And I started playing it and was like, I don't give a shit to play this game. But I do want to see how it ends. And I know how it ends. The tyrant gets shot in the chest by a rocket launcher. whoop de doo I mean, the, the game's 20 years old. If I just spoiled it for somebody, I'm real sorry. But, you know, I wanted to be able to on see, this podcast, sorry. Yeah, who, who don't know that. Sorry. But um, the whole point of me watching that was I wanted to be playing, like jamming out some Pokemon while I watch somebody beat the game and I could look up at it and go, okay, great. And then move on to the next. I don't have to play through the whole game and game playthroughs have become such a watched commodity that now Netflix, uh, Amazon, they're making video game cartoons that don't suck for a change Mm -hmm. because they're like, people are watching other people play video games because sometimes you play a video game and you don't have the mastery of being able to do it well and smooth and you're going through and you're, you're like, well, shit, I just really wish I could get past this boss. If I could just move past this area. Oh, I didn't think to look there and people will play through a game two or three times, get this mastery and they're playing through it like a movie. You know, we sit through four hours of the Zack Snyder cut because this was someone that took a mastery level approach. And I think that it's no different for these gamers. Now there's plenty of gamers that, don't know shit and they do that, but I don't watch them. Other people might, and that's their business. But I think that there's, uh, to your point, Devin, it's kind of like playing basketball versus watching basketball. I personally hate watching basketball. I don't give a shit who wins. I can look at that, you know, one score on Google. I really like playing basketball. My knees and my ankles hate playing basketball, but that's something different entirely. That's age. Okay. I, I see your point. I see your point. Yeah, and I agree there too because, again, we watch professional NFL, we watch professional baseball, basketball, whatever, and it's the same way with video games. We'll sit and watch Ninja play, or I, I have personally, I don't know about you guys, but watch him play Fortnite. And again, why do we watch him when we can do the same thing too? Well, we do the same thing with professional sports. Yeah, and he- that's, that's a fair point. Yeah, and we can easily do it ourselves. I mean, Devin, you and I have played basketball. I'm sure I probably played with John back in college before too. Um, you don't remember the beating I gave you? Huh? Highlander Village, I guess. I don't. I don't remember that. But can you even dribble a basketball, John? No, but I can shoot the three, baby. I can shoot that three. I mean, it's the same. And way we're making content. I mean, that I've you know I've always watched. You know, I always talk about Joe Rogan on here, but that's the reason I was like, why can I not do this? Let me try it at myself and. Why not? It's same same well, way. I guess with, I with guess your music. I guess it's well. It's just like with a podcast. Like when I will listen to a podcast, it's when I'm working out or I'm doing something else. It's so I can do two things right. at once. But exactly. I can't. Really, That's the reason I, I do audio books. Me personally, I don't think I could watch somebody play video games and then also do something else. So to me, to me personally, it's a waste of time. To somebody else, I guess not so much. And I understand how they could do it well, now you're, that you're, you're not. You, well, if you're watching somebody play video games, it's really hard to multitask. Yeah, opinion. that that's what I'm saying. Okay. You can I can you can multitask with a podcast. Correct. You can I I could not multitask while watching Ninja Did play you, Fortnite. Johnny, just pour your and shot. Plus, I'll do a and shot. plus I think Fortnite Man, is pretty garbage. Oh, okay. 
Well, yeah. Sorry, Devin. I didn't mean to cut you off there. But no, yeah, I, I, I agree there, right there. Um, mm. Because I when we're what, I talk about books. Well, I don't talk about them a lot. But when I do try to read, I do. You not to read, bro? I, well, read? I do audio books in that way okay. because All I right, can also do books. other shit while I'm having audio. Yeah. Same way with the podcast. Yeah. When I'm at work or if I take the wiener dogs for a walk, I got whatever in my ears, and I'm more focused in on that way. Even I'll play. Uh, I played the. Uh, Outriders demo, yeah, yeah, night or two ago, and I put a podcast in while I did through the uh, the whole first story mission or whatever it is. So, you, so you could, weren't actually, so you weren't listening to the story. You're no, and I even did the same way yeah. with Cyberpunk. I yeah. was just, just skipping it while I was just playing mindlessly, subconsciously, whatever you want to call it, while I listened to a podcast. I was like, whatever, I'll just run around and kill people while I do this. So. But yeah, I don't That's know. It. I don't know yeah. if, I, if I that was the kind of point that I was trying to make, but um, but yeah, I mean, I guess my yeah, I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, I, I think you, you can you can multitask with one of them. You can't multitask. All right, hey, well, all three. All right. One, well, one, two. Whammy. Hat trick. Hat trick, nice. But yeah, I mean, but I agree though um, that. I, I will watch a Twitch stream or something just because if I'm interested in a game. Yeah, that's that's that is the only reason I would ever watch somebody play a video game is to but, see if the game I, is actually good. But you know, that's just me. Ninja's the only that's guy I can me. think of. I'm sure there's an, a couple other Fortnite players or Call of Duty players that people just love watching them play. Is the same as we might do our favorite artists, music, or why do you watch a concert? Because oh yeah, mastery level. People, people enjoy, and sometimes it doesn't have to be mastery level, you know. Uh, I think uh, we'll we'll talk about Joe Rogan one more time. I'm on Instagram, and I see whenever he posts one. I think he's at 1612 for his podcast. To develop a skill takes roughly 2,000 hours, which is ironic because the amount of 40-hour, if you work a 40-hour work week, every you know, the full year and you take two weeks off, it's 20, 80 hours. So one year you can acquire a skill roughly for most skills to acquire mastery takes over 10,000 hours. And that's five years if you think about it, but that's full time. So if you do something with the, like if you work eight hours and then you apply your next eight hours to something that you're trying to get mastery on, and then you have eight hours for your rest, eating, et cetera. You can acquire that within five years, but you've really got to know where your time lies and where you're putting your energy into to be able to better yourself. I think that's another reason why cancel culture is so popular and why people aren't doing their due diligence is because here, you know, we're working as Americans, you know, 60, 70, 80 hours a lot of us are, and that doesn't give you the time to develop new skills. I mean, how much time uh, have I put toward my guitar playing? Zero. Right there. All right. right there. The, the how, much, how much have I? Yeah, Devin, I right, that's a good question. About five, about, five, uh, about five years. You've been okay. playing guitar for five years? Well, I tried about five years, a little bit. I'd say been, I've been playing for about two years or maybe a year and a half, like a little bit harder. So how long I, did it take you to actually start? Um, or how did you learn? To take I us into depth got, on that. Did somebody 
like me who's never played guitar? How did you learn? Because I've known you uh, forever, dude. So. I just went on. I got a got a guitar. Just went on YouTube. I listened to other people. Well, well, first I have to I have to know the song. Okay. Like I have to know the lyrics. I have to know. That's how I am because I'm a singer. I'm not a I'm not a guitar player. I have to know the lyrics. Um, I have to. I feel like I kind of have like a, you know how people have a photo photographic memory. I kind of have like a auto autonomic. Whatever the same thing. It's like auto. I can hear people. Like I hear somebody's voice. Okay. Audiographic. I'm gonna Google this. Is it somebody yeah, going, when somebody can just play the piano just by hearing it? I don't know, but is it's like I can hear. No, I can just like I can hear somebody's voice exactly how it sounds, and then so I use that. I imagine what they sound like, and then echoic. It's called an echoic okay. or I auditory memory. Yes. Yep. I do that. Nice dude. And then, so then I know the song perfectly. I hear them and then I try to, then I try to sing it. And then I try to, I go to like, uh, what's it called? Ultimateguitar.com, And you see the chords, you learn the chords. Um, well, first you gotta, you gotta learn the basic chords, C, G, D, all those basic ones. You learn all the chords, you learn the chord pattern and then, you just go from there. You keep, pra- I, I keep practicing the song over and over again until you can match the words to the chords. And there you go. So was this something you always wanted to do? Or is this just something that, it's, Hey, I'm kind of uh, bored. Let me pick it up. It's just something to clear my head. That's about it. What, do you, play what, do, what do you mean clear your head? Uh, throughout the day, my head's just going like this. You know, there's just all these thoughts going through my head. It's a way for me to let all those thoughts to get just, them out. Just they go like this. I get that. That's it. It's kind of the reason I started this podcast. That's yeah. exactly right. It's just something to, if, if there's ever a time when I'm bored, just pull that guitar out and just start playing it. Well, what is your nice. inspiration? Inspiration? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, was there like, uh, you know, oh man, I really love the way Chris Stapleton plays. Or like, is there a person? I love Dan and Shay. Or I love not, Cardi B. No, Dan and Shay, not <laughs> Cardi B. Uh, I, actually, I would say Chris Stapleton. He's he he kind of inspires me because he seems like. No offense, he's kind of an ugly dude. Can we agree with like he's? Well, I'm he's pretty an ugly sure he's dude. probably not listening. So yeah. I'm pretty sure. You anyway, he, he's he's an ugly dude. Um. He's not somebody. He's not a guy that everybody's attracted to, like, like Justin. Would you say he's classically ugly? Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> okay, yeah, he's classically, he's, cla- ugly. he's, cla- he's classically, classically ugly. He's classically ugly. He's not like a Justin Bieber, Justin Timberlake, one of those guys. He's just a dude named Chris. He's just he's just he's a real dude. He sings songs about real things. He shows emo. He you can hear every bit of emotion in his voice when he sings, and that's I like I like Chris Stapleton. It's okay. great, and that, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I love his guy. music. You know, you know that every everything he's singing, he's felt it. He's just a real guy. Yeah, when when I first heard about Chris Stapleson, it was Tennessee whiskey with uh, my man JT, and then that's what took me down that road. When I think I think they sung it, I guess it was, I always get the Grammys and Oscars confused. Which one's music and actors? But Oscars is actor, Grammy because Grammy fun. Remember, it's not a. It's called a gramophone, but Grammy was short for gramophone. There you go. Do people still watch those? I, uh, I only watch highlights. I thought you were trying to reach through the screen to pat me on the head. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, wow, look at this guy. Like, <laughs> just, just let me, just let me touch his face. How how long have we been going here, Chris? I don't know. I don't care. 
Um, one hour and 15 minutes. Well, there you go. Not that I was keeping track. But, well, I mean, we're in good conversation, so that's the reason I don't yeah. like to hate. Uh, so, all right. So, Deb, tell me. Right, so, is, is country your go-to genre? Um, To be honest with you, I would say I picked country because it's easiest and because – the audience is kind of simple. They're the easiest to. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> kind of simple. Oh, I mean, I'm yes. Gonna, <laughs> they're kind of with simple. you for the same reasons. There's a comedian. <laughs> Have you guys heard of? It's not Bill Burr. It's uh, Bo Burnham. You guys heard of him? Bill. Burnham. I haven't. Bo Burnham. I'm gonna link it, and yeah, it's uh, he actually. So Bo Burnham has a country song that's amazing because he does songs and dance and stuff but it's him making fun of country music and not what Devin is playing and not what he's talking about, not this authenticity that comes through. Well, I Bo, still have more to say, but go ahead. No, we, we, you'll say it, Devin. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> We're not into this. But is, um, but Bo Burnham makes fun of the disingenuine parts of country. Uh, so I'm going to link uh, this because it's God, it's awful. It's called pandering. Yes. I was trying to find another one. So Devin, you had more to say and I rudely uh, interrupted you. When I said simple, I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty simple guy. I am a, I am a country guy. I'm from the country. I just meant they're simple. And it, it's, it's and like, there are some country songs where the, the exact lyric is just like three chords in the truth. The songs are a lot it's just three chords and they're simple to play for all the country audience. songs. No, not all country songs. I'm just saying you'll hear a lot of lyrics in like mainstream pop country. It's just like the lyric will be three chords and the truth because country songs are, are rather simple to play. Some of them may be more difficult, but the ones I've been playing are much are very simple. So what would be a more difficult song to play? Uh, if you're, like a blues player or in which I'm not a guitar expert, but I, I would imagine like some sort of bluesy song, something John Mayer's playing where he's picking all these different, he's picking and he's singing and he's doing all these different riff, all these different things. Okay. That, that's a good um, question. Car, so you, Carlos Santana. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. You're playing chords. So when you say you're picking. Yes. What is, Tell, tell, can you tell me the difference? Because I, I really don't know. Okay, yeah, play us a little, play us a little something, something. No, I'm just, I'm going to show you. A chord would be if I have over here on my left hand, I have some sort of, I'm doing something with my fingers over here. I'm holding it, okay. And then a chord would just be, which that's not a chord. You strum all the you're, strings. You're just strumming, and picking would be you're picking an individual string, just like that. That's picking. Well, that, that sounded kind of pretty good. What you were doing there? I was me. I wasn't even doing anything. I was just. In fact, I like. I'm not a, in a position where I can even. I've got so, my guitar up here, and I can't even read. So it. you don't but pick. Is, is that what you're saying? No, I mean I can pick so, certain things. I'm just saying, like here's a here's a John Mayer thing. Uh, oh yeah, hit, hit me a little John Mayer, a little gravity. Okay, that's just like a little picking thing. And then a chord would be, here's a simple chord. Okay. Just the, 
SSC, whatever. But yeah, that's that's that would be a chord. Okay. Oh. Did that answer your question? Yeah. So uh, a chord would be a combination like of uh, just a bunch of strings together. Picking would be picking an individual. So string. all right. So my next question is that I don't know if you can answer this, but have you ever seen uh, in, uh Desperado? Not not the song. Uh, the movie? Yeah, the movie. You're talking about the Made in Mexico and, trilogy, and, Desperado? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Antonio Banderas? Yeah. Uh, so you had El Mariachi, Desperado, yeah, and there you go. Time in Mexico. Yeah, let's go, John. So he's... So that was movie number two. Yeah, there you go. So he's playing. Is he picking with his... Uh, I, I don't want to say the wrong words. Latin guitar, Mexican guitar? He's picking, and it's Spanish guitar, specifically. Spanish guitar. There you go. And um, Sorry for anybody I offended. Yeah, well, I mean, the the people who've seen the movie may or not. Uh, a, that's a great trilogy, it. though. It is. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've seen it, so I don't know what he's doing. Well, he, he's playing. Uh, if, I don't know if you. I don't know if we should pull up a Spanish guitar thing right now, but it, it sounds like he's just picking, kind of what you were just. Okay, but picking just means you're literally picking at a string, and you're just like, different, doing a different a chord. Like if you're playing a chord. Which I'm not an expert, and I might not even be explaining this right. But a chord is just you're holding down a certain combination of strings that sound good together with your left hand, and then you're just strumming it right here. Picking would be okay. I'm just doing one note at a time. But you're also holding the neck, but you're not holding it in a. Which now I I could be picking a certain like say I've got a C chord. I've got a C chord, okay. and then I'm picking a certain pattern. That's picking, but then here's me just strumming. Well, here's me picking. Here's strumming. Here's picking. You got it? There it is. What does Chris Stapleton do? Uh, at most people, I would say, do a combination of both. Just depending on what style they want to throw out there. Yeah, on and it would, I, from my personal opinion, it would definitely be a lot harder. Like if you're picking and singing at the same time, that's definitely more difficult. Just like your average Joe would be out, you know, just strumming and then singing a song. But if you're like picking some intricate thing and then also singing, you're pretty talented, I would say. Well, have you, you ever wrote stuff? any of your own stuff yet? Um, I have not. I'm working. I'm working I'm trying on to it. get there. I'm. I'm trying. Yeah, I like that. Right now, I'm just. I'm mimicking other people. But that's I, I feel like that's I how could, you start, man. I, yeah, I, I. I feel like I could. I've got stories to tell. I okay. Have a few to tell. There it is. So you're you're making them out, and you're gonna st- just, tell your stories. But just musically, I haven't. I don't have the experience yet to tell a story and then also tell it with a guitar. But well. maybe it'll be there soon. It will be there. And that's good. That's badass, bro. That's good. Would you like oh. to hear something? Sure. Like if you don't mind enlightening anything. Uh, let's see. Well, I know one song that I can all right. play all the way. Okay, hold I on. Know Let me turn the volume up a little bit. And that way. Let me see if I can yeah, play it. Let's hear it. All right, hold on, hold on. But before you start, hey, uh, hey, what's your, hey, Devin, what's your Instagram? Uh, let's see. Instagram is, I think, ddalton2020. Okay. ddalton2020. 2020 is on his I Instagram. My man, my my main. I'll confirm. 
Devin Dalton is going to play us a little something here. That could, I think that's what it is. And then Snapchat, do we do Snapchat? Too? You can do anything you want to if you want All people right. to find D. Dalton you. 2020. I'm going to put uh-huh. it in the. Okay, so John will send it to me in the links. I'll put it in the description below. All right. So hold on, hold on before. All right. So D. Dalton 2020 on Insta. What was your Snapchat? Yeah. The Snapchat, I think it's Big Dev. Is it Big Dev 20 or Big Dev? Hold up. You don't even know your Snapchat, bro. Dude, I don't know my Snapchat. What are you giving him shit for? All right, you're probably right. I think it's Big Dev 2020. It might just be Big Dev 20. I really don't know, to be honest with you. Okay, hold on. It's Big Dev 2020. All right. So, all right. Uh, Well, John will send it to us and put it in. All right. Okay. So, uh, before you you start, what are you playing for us? Uh, This is a, for all you country music, for all you country music fans. I got a lot of those. Okay, you've heard Darius Rucker sing this song. It was called Comeback Song. But what you don't realize is Chris Stapleton actually wrote it. Did he write it with Darius Rucker? No, I I guess he just wrote it, and then Darius liked it, and then he sang it, whatever. All right, well, before you start, Darius was the guy from Hootie and the Blowfish. He was the guy from Hootie and the Blowfish. So he sang it. Only want to be with you. You've heard his version on the radio. (laughs) I, I, I did like his version. He is a good singer. And then, but then I heard Chris Stapleton, like his little live version, and it's just, it was amazing. And I was like, you know what? I need to learn that. I really like the way that sounds. Okay. Yeah. Well, so before you start, I'm going to take this shot. Hold on. Oh, John's with me. Before you start, Devin. You want to get a little swig? Here's, uh, here's my man, Big, Big John Dub. All right. All right. And Devin, uh, I'll sit here and be quiet whenever you're ready. All right, let's see what I got here. mess up there but let me go back to it I need you so and letting you go I left out some stuff there, but yeah, fuck I, it, man, you're singing at my wedding. Just, just I'm bring about, your guitar. You're gonna I'm be about, there. I'm about five beers deep, and 
I left some stuff out there, but whatever. I thought that was badass, dude. I could do them all. It was gnarly as fuck. I could do better, but yeah. That's all right, man. I I, I liked it, man. I say uh, we we take this thing home on that one. All right, let's do it. All right, Chris, closing thoughts. Uh, Devin, you're a badass musician. Keep it coming. Keep, All right, I'll, I'll try. I think you're doing but really well. Just, yeah. But yeah, I messed up there, but I could do better. It's just it doesn't matter. We can always do better. Matter. So I can do yeah. But that's I, that's what like, I was digging. That's what, that's what like jam, that's, was, that's what like that's what life is about is getting better. You know, every day you get you better. Learn from, like oh, we yeah. said earlier, you learn from your ne- next pod, and, next podcast. I'll be perfect. Whatever. Boom. I hope you are, dude. Like I'm digging that now. Nah, I was digging that man. I was sitting there jamming, man. I got a well, well, thank you, man. Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. I was like, this that was uncut, unfiltered, unedited. And I was like, fuck, that's all right, man. I was like, yeah, and, yeah, and so. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys, I don't I've never played in front of anybody before, except you know, my mom. You used to play except my uh, mom. in front of people so, at least yeah, thirty, played, maybe maybe yeah. seventy, I don't know. It depends. Yeah. I mean okay. technically technically you still haven't. Um I'm here in North Carolina and Chris is, you know, somewhere else. So if you want to give, you know, shout out to your mom, she's still your number one. Shout out Big Debbie Dalton. Oh, Big Debbie. I don't, I, don't, I, don't know if, I don't know if that's her Snapchat, but whatever. God, I hope it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Phyllis. Y'all, y'all don't be hitting up my mom. Devin, appreciate you doing that. Appreciate no you problem, being here. Man. John, always pleasure. Good yep, conversation, good times, good music, good drinks. It was. Uh, Likewise, buddy. Anything we need to take or say before we take it home? Anything, good you, night. Guys, anything good, you guys want to say before we take good, it? Out? Good night, because it's past my bedtime. Okay. Oh, shit. I was going to say, Devin, sing with me. Country roads take me home. Wait, what's, what's that song we always sing? That hard, hard and deep, deep, deep and hard. hard. Yeah. All That's right. about all the lyrics we have for all that. All right. I love it. All right. So long right. and good night. All right. Good night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park